The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, good evening and welcome to the Big Red Bench on a very busy Saturday of sport. Loads coming up on the show. We'll keep you bang up to date with Cork City versus Shelburne. Ongoing halftime at the moment there in Talca Park in the Airtricity League. Loads of Gaelic games as well. A massive day tomorrow in the Premier Senior Football Championship. We're going to give you a full preview of that. Uh, loads of games taking place and loads of different permutations and outcomes that could happen tomorrow as well. Reaction to Munster's defeat to Leinster last night in the semi-final of the Pro 14. We'll also hear from Cove Ramblers after another great win from them and we'll hear from New Ireland boss Stephen Kenny all to come between now and seven here on the Big Red Bench. Yeah, good evening and welcome to the Big Red Bench. It's Colm O'Sullivan here with you until 7 o'clock this evening. Wrapping up all the weekend sport and keeping an eye on stuff that's ongoing as well because there is quite a bit ongoing and loads of stuff that happened last night and a lot of stuff happening tomorrow as well. So we're across all of that, across various sports involving lots of different Cork teams and further afield as well. Uh, Cork City in action at the moment in the SSE Airtricity League. Uh, They have just nine league games remaining, including today's game and they're hoping to pick up all three points a badly needed three points today but it's half time at Tucker Park and Cork City don't at the moment at least look like getting those three points because as it stands it is Cork City losing to Shelburne in that game um, Shelburne won Cork City nil in that match at Tucker Park an early goal from Shelburne from Rooney uh, just after um, about three or four minutes four minutes it was on the clock for Rooney to score for Shelburne and give them the lead against Neil Fenn's team and Cork City now in big big relegation trouble if they don't get a win here today. They really, really need to step things up in the second half. I was watching the first half performance on the Watch LOI stream out in the office there and they really, just Cork City didn't look at the races. Shelburne don't look anything special either, being honest, but Cork City don't look at the races. They look like they lack ideas and they don't look good going forward at all at all. So they need to step things up and hopefully they can uh, get a more positive performance in the second half because I was up in Tallis Stadium for the FEI Cup game. Cork City and Shamrock Rovers on um, Monday night and it was a poor first half as well from Cork City they stepped things up in the second half equalised with a great goal after great work uh, from Dylan McLeod a great goal for Garrod Morrissey uh, Shamrock Rovers unfortunately won it in the end but it was a slightly more positive performance from Cork City in the second half so hopefully they can do something similar today in Talca Park and overturn that uh, one goal deficit from the first half and possibly go on to win that game we'll keep an eye on that Cork City versus Shelburne in the SSE Airtricity League uh, right throughout the show we've got it on the stream here with us in studio as well. Loads of stuff coming up on the show tonight. As I said, it is a very, very busy day tomorrow, Gaelic Games-wise. It's a huge afternoon of footballing action here in Cork as the final round of group games in the Bon Secures Cork Premier Senior Football Championship takes place. Um, there's so many permutations here and it's actually hard to work out <laughs> what will happen. Five of the six knockout spots are still to play for, so we're going to chat to Dennis Hurley in a few minutes and he's going to run through everything that could happen, that might happen, or that will happen with the uh, Cork Premier Senior Football 
Football Championship. So he'll be chatting to us in just a few minutes. We will also hear later on from the Newcestown camp ahead of their match um, against Carby Rangers tomorrow. We'll hear from the Carby Rangers camp too. We're going to talk about the Nemo and Douglas game as well. We'll hear from Nemo Rangers manager Paul O'Donovan and from Douglas boss Ray Keating ahead of their Premier Senior Football Clash at Porky Cueve tomorrow as well. Nemo are in contention for an automatic semi-final spot should they win, while Douglas will only go through to the quarters if they can cause an upset and beat the reigning champions. So more on that to come later on too. Munster, we'll hear from Munster boss Johan van Gran. He's been speaking after their defeat to Leinster in the Pro 14 last night. Was watching some of that game last night and uh, obviously Munster lost to Leinster 13-3, but they did have chances to get back in the game. They missed two penalties and uh, right to, to the end Munster were, were pushing, but uh, it was a, a poor game and neither side excelled, but Leinster were definitely the better team in the game last night and deserving of their win, I think, um, over Munster last night. So we'll hear Johan van Grand's reaction to that game a little bit later on as well. We're also going to hear from Cove Ramblers boss Stuart Ashton because Cove Ramblers picked up a very, very impressive win on the road last night against Drogheda United, a goal to nil at United Park. And it was the first time I saw on Twitter last night that Cove had won up there in years. And now they are on the, the back of a, a nice few results. They're up to sixth in the table. They're three points off the playoff spots. So you could see Cove Ramblers into the playoffs. And if Cork City don't, don't step things up, they could end up in the playoffs as well. Could we have a Cove Ramblers? versus Cork City playoff to decide who will be in the Premier Division next season. Uh, there's a long way to go yet for both teams, but who knows. We'll also hear from Ireland manager Stephen Kenny. Um, a, a mixed kind of reaction to Stephen Kenny's first game against Bulgaria on a Friday night. Won all the final score, that late equaliser from Shane Duffy, um, getting a point for Stephen Kenny's team in the Nations League. But definitely... It was a more positive approach. Definitely, they played more football than in previous uh, games under previous managers like Mim McCarthy and Martin O'Neill. It was more positive, I thought, and not a bad start, I think, to the Stephen Kenny era. Uh, we've all that plenty more to come, but let's round up some of what's happening across the day today as well. As I said, Cork City in action at the moment against Shelburne in the SSE Air Tricity League and halftime in that game. Uh, Cork City there losing to Shelburne 1-0. Shamrock Rovers are still at top of the table. In fact, they've stretched their lead at the top of the League of Ireland to five points today. The Hoops have beaten their biggest rivals, Bohemians, in uh, today's Dublin Derby at Tallis Stadium. 1-0 the final score in that game. Danny Lafferty with the goal. His first league goal for Shamrock Rovers, but he's had a good week of it. He scored both goals for Shamrock Rovers in their win over Cork City at Tallis Stadium on Monday night as well so it's been a good week for Danny Lafferty three goals and a good week for Shamrock Rovers beating City into the next round of the Cup and beating Bowes today to go five points clear and now they are in prime position to go on and win the League of Ireland title with just eight games to play elsewhere in the Women's National League today uh, Cork City women's team are doing a bit better they're away to Bohe- they were away to Bohemians and a bit of a thriller actually a seven goal thriller in that game full time and it was Cork City came out winners 4-3 against Bowes in the Women's National League so well done to Cork City on that all the Cork City women there meanwhile speaking of Ireland Republic of Ireland manager Stephen Kenny says David McGoldrick won't start tomorrow's National League game against Finland the Sheffield United striker trained with the squad this morning after recovering from a foot injury which forced him to miss Thursday's draw at Bulgaria he came back into the squad yesterday and there was talk he might start in tomorrow's game but Stephen Kenny saying that he's unlikely in fact not even unlikely he won't start the match Ireland's host Finland at the Aviva Stadium at 5 o'clock tomorrow in the second game of 
the Stephen Kenny era. Now, uh, some other international games ongoing at the moment. Just give you one of the scores there. England in action against Iceland in uh, League A Group 2 of the UEFA Nations League. And it's scoreless in that game still there. So Iceland nil, England nil is how it stands. Uh, elsewhere as well in rugby, Leinster await the winners of this evening's second Guinness Pro semi-final between uh, Edinburgh and Ulster and Murrayfield. Billy Burns will caps the Ulster from out half with Jacob Stockdale fit to start at full back at the 25 to 8 kickoff in the Scottish capital. Defending champions Leinster obviously booked their place, as I already said, in next week's decider with a 13 3 victory over Munster last night. Uh, Gaelic Games and uh, it's the, the final today of the Cork um, Ladies Gaelic Football Association Intermediate Final uh, it's taking place as we speak it's Glanmire up against Clonakilty and we'll just see if we can get you a latest score on that one uh, the latest score we have in on that one as we just refresh things here is uh, Glanmire Ladies 8 points uh, Clonakilty 1-7 so Jeremy McCarthy is at that game for us so we'll get uh, hopefully possibly some reaction to that game in before the end of the show if not we'll certainly get it on tomorrow's show tennis today at the US Open women's third seed Serena Williams takes on fellow American Sloane Stevens in the third round that's at 7pm Irish time in golf Rory McIlroy is four shots off the lead heading into today's second round at the PGA Tour season ending tour championship he'll be back out from nine under par in Atlanta at about five to seven Irish time so in less than an hour with Dustin Johnson and John Ram the joint leaders there on 13 under in cycling 26 year old Frenchman Hans uh, Peters has won the eighth stage of this year's Tour de France as well. Now, as we mentioned, the Cork City and... um and Shelburne game ongoing up in Talca Park and um, it's, it's not been going Cork City's way unfortunately in the first half the second half just underway there now still Shelburne leading 1-0 through that um, goal from Dale Rooney after four minutes the game being played behind closed doors at Talca Park no crowd there again similarly as there was no crowd at the Munster and Leinster game last night and there'll be no crowds at all of those big GAA games tomorrow as well such as the one in Parky Cueve and so on but there is more talk of crowds coming back and the return to, of spectators the sports events in Ireland um, could it happen could it happen soon Roland Lynn the acting CMO was on with Ryan Turberty on the Late Late Show last night he didn't rule it out happening uh, this side of Christmas certainly but people will be hoping that it happens a lot sooner than that and I mean it's happening in the UK so you think why doesn't it happen here Health Minister Stephen Donnelly and Sports Minister Catherine Martin held a video uh, conference with the heads of the main sporting bodies yesterday and there was lots of um, kind of examples being given by the IRFU. Philip Brown of the IRFU outlined progress um, of allowing crowds back to rugby matches around the world while observing relevant advice and restrictions. In London, a crowd of 20,000 is planned for England versus the Babas at Twickenham next month. Similarly, the FAI were pointing out that crowds are being trialled for the new season of the Premier League. Arsenal have said they'll have 20,000 in the Emirates Stadium in a few weeks' time. Liverpool are going to have a big crowd at Anfield as well. So why won't they do it here? A spokeswoman for um, for the Minister um, uh, Catherine Martin uh, would not discuss specific examples last night and offered no guidance to numbers under consideration here and instead sporting bodies are being asked to work with the expert group on the return to sport and effectively repeating their points which will in turn feed into the government's new roadmap on COVID-19 which is due for publication on September 14th and um, the, the Minister tweeted last night I want sports to reopen to spectators once again but 
um, they, they, they didn't say when and they won't give a date when so it's interesting uh, but kind of frustrating I think for the sporting bodies at this stage they want to get people back in the stadiums and people want to be back in the stadiums so we'll have to wait and see how that pans out now we're going to turn our attentions to Gaelic Games because as I mentioned tomorrow promises to be an absolutely huge action of uh, uh, huge day of action of football here in Cork as the final round of group games in the Bond Secures Cork Premier Senior Football Championship takes place five can you believe five of the knockout spots are still to play for? And uh, Ryan caught up with Dennis Hurley ahead of tomorrow's fixtures to go through all the various permutations and how things might pan out. All right, Dennis, I'm trying to wrap my head, as I'd imagine a lot of people are, around the permutations for tomorrow's group games. Essentially, what's happening is there's six knockout places, one definitely filled by Castlehaven, but we've got 10 teams fighting for the other five spots. Is that right? Uh, it's, yeah, close enough, I suppose. Um, it's 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 definitely a lot to be um, to, to be trying to trying to take in in one yeah. goal, like the Castlehaven are true. Um, so that's the easiest place to start. They're true, and they're playing Ireland Rovers, who can't qualify, but Ireland will be looking to try and avoid the relegation playoff uh, by by winning that game. So there's still something to play for there. The other game in that group, Group B, is Castlehaven, or sorry, Carver Rangers and Newcastle. Both of those have lost to Castlehaven and beaten Ireland. So that's, that's the easiest game to, to kind of analyse in that. It's um, effectively a straight knockout game. That's a winner uh, takes all, win. I suppose, for Group yeah, B. It's a most straightforward exactly. one, you'd say, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. If it's a draw, Newcastle will go showing scoring difference, but otherwise it is it is a quarter final playoff. Um, group, group A then, St. Finbars are. Uh, they're almost qualified to take a massive defeat for them against uh, Tanakilty and then um, a win for Ballancolic against Carrigaline in the other game and that would create a, a, a three-way tie on four points. But going on form so far, you'd probably take the Bars to win that um, and they'd be targeting the semi-final spot because they do have a very healthy scoring difference. Uh, and then uh, Carrigaline have yet to win so Ballancolic will be the favourites there. But if Carrigaline were to win that, then you could be looking at three teams tied on two points, but again, Carrigaline would need to overhaul the scoring difference to um, to have any chance there. And it's a very similar situation in Group C. Nemo Rangers have played two one two, so they're they're the verge of qualifying again. Their scoring difference is so much that even if they lost, they'd probably still get through. Uh, they're playing Douglas and Barry Cleve and Douglas. Douglas have um, Douglas have beaten Bishopstown, so they they don't actually have to win to get through they could lose or, yeah. and Bishopstown could beat um, Valley Rovers in the other game and then the other three teams and two points and Douglas would probably have the best scoring difference but Valley's beat Douglas three weeks ago to put themselves in a great position and if they beat Bishopstown who have yet to pick up a point then they will um, they'll almost certainly be going through unless Douglas were to have that big win over Nemo similarly Bishopstown would need a huge win over Valley's and hope that um hope that uh, Nemo do them a favour against Douglas by winning by enough to, to put them in on scoring difference but that's unlikely so you know if, if you were kind of if you were to make a call on the the teams to go through you'd probably be saying St. Finbars and Ballancolic and Group A Castlehaven and you know the other one is very close on the call um, probably Carby Rangers is going on past performance but you know Newstone have been very impressive so that, that's almost a 50-50 call and then Group C Nemo and Valley Valley Rovers are, are probably the likeliest Nemo and St. Finbars 
you know, it's going to be t- between those for the, the semi-final spot because I think Castlehaven will have too much to make up in terms of scoring difference. Yeah, it, it certainly makes for a very open afternoon when you look at, I suppose, Carlisle yeah. in Group A, Bishopstown in Group C, both without a win and both on a fairly heavy deficit in terms of scoring difference, but technically, as unlikely as it is, technically have an opportunity to progress. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that there are the margins you're, you're talking about here, you know? Yeah, it's, um, it, it, it can go, it, it can go, um, one, one way or the other, like very easily. So, uh, Obviously, those teams are looking, you know, even if they're not going to get through, they're looking to get a good result to try and avoid the um, the relegation playoff because it's the, it's the bottom two of the three teams that finish fourth. Yeah. So one one team that finishes fourth will will manage to avoid that. So there's something to play for for everyone. And like even looking at all the groups and all the grades, like you've you 28 groups across the hurling and the football, and in only one of those uh, in the senior A group A. Uh, is there a group where the two teams are already decided before the final round of the game? So yeah. that's the kind of the the level of excitement that the county board were looking for when they brought in the system. So I think it, it definitely has been a, a big success. Absolutely. Just in, in Dennis, I suppose in Group A, so you're you're probably fancying the bars. And who would you say between Ballincollig and Clon is would be the favourite there? Uh, do you think? I, I think going the fact that the Ballincollig beat Clon last time out, he'd give them the edge like that. They 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 expected to overcome Carrigaline and the Bears and the Bears would be strong favourites against Clan. Yeah, yeah, and Group B you said was a bit more fifty fifty. Newcastle Town, but, but yeah, Town, if if, if, if Town pick up a draw, you said they do progress, so they've got a bit yeah, of a, a bit of an edge there. A little bit, yeah, but I suppose you, you don't ever want to go into a game like that looking to, to play for a draw. So oh, absolutely not. No. Be, uh, be approaching it like a knockout game. That's Dennis Hurley there um, speaking to Ryan Grace about all the games tomorrow in a huge afternoon of footballing action in the final round of group games in the Bond Secures Cork Premier Senior Football Championship. Um, as you heard the lads say, there are five of the knockout spots still still to play for and uh, lots of ways things could go. All of those games getting underway from 2pm tomorrow afternoon and we'll bring you all the reaction on the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM tomorrow evening from 6pm as well, of course. Uh, now uh, we're going to stick with Gaelic Games for the time being. Actually, before we move on, we're going to give you a latest score from Talca Park. Cork City still in action, and it is the um, the second half well underway now there at Talca Park. Cork City against Shelburne up in Dublin. It is still Shelburne 1, Cork City 0 after 56 minutes in that game. Dale Rooney's opening goal after 4 minutes for Shelburne in that match, giving them the lead. Uh, Cork City did just have a half chance through a Connor Simpson header. Uh, the commentator describing it as Cork City's best chance of the match so far, which doesn't really say much because it wasn't that threatening a chance, but uh, hopefully City can step it up in the last uh, 30, 35 minutes and go on and get a couple of goals and maybe win that match because it's a, it's a, they badly really need a win in that match up in Talca Park this afternoon. Now we stick with Gaelic Games for the moment and as you heard all those games underway from 2pm tomorrow in the Premier Senior Football Championship. Uh, Newcestown, um, we're going to hear from their manager now. Aidan spoke to Newcestown Senior Football Manager Tom Wilson ahead of their Group B decider on Sunday against Carberry Rangers. Both teams are level on two points. However, Newcestown have the upper hand in the scoring difference meaning a draw will see them through to the semi or to the quarterfinals even let's hear from Tom Wilson speaking to Aidan ahead of that game joining me on the line is Newcestown senior football manager Tom Wilson Tom thanks for speaking with us no problem you face Carberry Rangers in the final group round of the Premier Senior Football
Football Championship and it's winner takes all with both teams level on points in Group B. Does this require different preparation from the other games this year? I know. Look, it, it, uh, from the very start, we knew we had to win two games out of three. We won one and lost one, unfortunately, and um, simply don't look to proper championship game on Sunday winner takes all although we say winner takes all you do have the, the superior scoring record compared to Carberry Rangers giving yourselves the safety net of a draw being enough to progress is that something you would have discussed with the squad or, or is the focus just to win at all costs oh it, it would be win at all costs like I mean at the end of the day you'll take the draw if that's, if that's how it ends up but um, the reality is you have to go to try to win um, it's well documented that Newcastle have an abundance of players uh, starting for both senior footballers and hurlers. But I suppose it's a bit easier when you're winning. Has the momentum from the big win over Klein carried into this week's preparation for Sunday? Well, t- t- thing, things are training this week. Are certainly, uh, you know, there's a bit of a buzz around. All right, like that, uh, you know, and we're hoping that that will carry on until Sunday. Certainly, that um, there's always a feel good about winning, isn't there? Yeah. What kind of challenge do you think Kirby Rangers will bring to you on Sunday? Well, look, Kirby Rangers are a very strong, experienced Premier Senior Football team, former county champions. You know who you know they, they have a few players and might be getting a little bit older but then so we so we ourselves and they have the experience as I said of winning a county um, their record of getting as far as at least county semi-finals in the last seven or eight years would be they, they, they would certainly be getting that far in the majority of the years like so they're high achievers well it, it certainly will be an, an intriguing affair uh, best of luck and thanks for coming on no problem at all that's Newcastown Senior Football Manager Tom Wilson talking to Aidan ahead of their Group B decider um, tomorrow against Carberry Rangers. Now we're going to hear from the Carberry Rangers camp and Aidan also spoke to Carberry boss Holly O'Sullivan. Carberry Rangers Senior Football Manager Holly O'Sullivan joins me ahead of their game against Newcastown in the Premier Senior Football Championship. Uh, thanks for taking the call. No problem, no problem at all. Are you happy with how the group stages has gone for you so far, considering you've given yourselves the opportunity to get into the quarters with a win? Well, I suppose at the start of the group stage, you know, you you you, you take away into the final game with a chance of still being in the championship. So look, it was a tough group. It was a tough group from the moment it was drawn, and look, it's all on tomorrow. Uh, what sort of challenge will Newcastle bring to your side on Sunday? Well, look, Newcastle were county semi-finalists last year. You know, they've. Been mixing hurling and football this year, but they were very impressive in the first round against Island Rovers. Probably a bit of tiredness caught up with them against Castlehaven, but look, they're battle-hardened, playing competitive matches every weekend. They had a big boost last weekend in getting through in the hurling, so look, it's going to be a very tough game. How important is it to be able to draw on the experience of uh, some of the guys who've been there over the last uh, six or seven years, where you've obviously won a championship and, and made the semi-final fairly regularly as well? Actually, look, experience is key, there's no doubt, but... You know, a, a, a lot of those same guys have been carrying injuries for the last five or six weeks and are already starting to to get right and hopefully we'll have a few more of them right for, for, for Sunday. But look, experience definitely does count and you know these guys have performed to a very high level over the last decade. A lot of them, a lot of the older fellas. And look, it's also time for a lot of our younger fellas to stand up and, and, and take the mantle. Well, I'm sure it's going to be a cracker of a game. Holly, best of luck and thanks for chatting with us. Carberry Rangers boss, uh, Carberry Rangers boss Holly O'Sullivan there speaking um, ahead of their game against Newcastown tomorrow. Uh, the Group B decider, a lot at stake in that game. A lot at stake up at Salka Park as well in the SSE Airtricity League Premier Division.
61 minutes on the clock now there's been no change since we gave you the last update about 5 minutes ago it is still Shelburne 1 Cork City 0 and uh, City not looking like getting back into that game at the moment hopefully I'm wrong and hopefully they do get back into the game uh, pretty soon and we're talking about a Cork City goal but it hasn't been a good performance so far with 61 minutes on the clock Shelburne 1 Cork City 0 we're going to stick with Gaelic Games for the time being because it is a huge weekend with all those football games tomorrow and uh, now we're going to look ahead to the Nemo and Douglas at Porky Cueve tomorrow. We're going to hear from Nemo Rangers manager Paul O'Donovan and also from Douglas boss Ray Keating ahead of tomorrow's Premier Senior Football Clash at Porky Cueve. Here's the, 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 the lowdown on it. Nemo are in contention for an automatic semi-final spot should they win while Douglas will only go through to the quarters if they can cause an upset and beat the reigning champions. So first up we're going to hear from Nemo boss Paul O'Donovan and he's been speaking to Aidan ahead of tomorrow's game. Nemo Rangers Senior Football Manager Paul O'Donovan joins me to look ahead to their final group game of the Premier Senior Football Championship. They played Douglas on Sunday. Paul, thanks for speaking with us. You're welcome. Uh, first of all, have you enjoyed this unusual and compact season so far? Yeah, I must say there's there's benefits to it, um, particularly when you have your Cork players. Uh, you get you get to see so much of them, and um, we're very fortunate with the guys we have. Uh, they they bring an awful lot to training sessions and to meetings and to games with their leadership and uh, it's great to have them out there they, they, they never miss a session so they tend to lead from the front and, and bring things up a notch or two uh, You have two wins from two which guarantees a spot in the quarterfinals but how important is achieving that possible automatic semi-final spot in your opinion? Um, I, I haven't obviously we've thought about it but um, our priority is just to top our group or win the three games uh, to top the group, we need to win the three games. So um, that's our goal on Sunday, win the game. And we can get the calculators out at half a three and see where we stand. Um, we, we have, we're we not focused on trying to put up a score or anything like that. Uh, that's normally where you can uh, fall over. So our goal at the minute is just to get win the game and we can see where we stand in at half a three. Obviously, there's been no shortage of success over the last five or six years with three county titles as well as two Munsters. Is the only regret not defending those titles and how much of a goal is it to put two championships back-to-back for the first time since the four in a row in 2008? Well, it's proved to be very difficult for all the teams in Cork. Um, I was only looking at it there, thinking about it. It's just uh, uh, Castlehaven, not the last team, team to do it in Cork. Uh, before Castlehaven, it was ourselves and we did it twice um, in the previous decade. And before that, I think it was doing hell back in 1991. So it's extremely hard to do it in Cork. Um, we failed to do it, as you said, there in the last three times we've won. So that's that's uh, our goal this year is obviously to win. Um, but we just have to take it a game at a time. And uh, next Sunday is the, is the start now in the games where we need to focus on ourselves and our own performance and, and just try and get over the line. Well, as ever, it's a big game at Parky Quiz Sunday. Best of luck and thanks for taking the call. Thank you very much, Eden. Nice one, Aidan. Uh, that was Nemo boss Paul O'Donovan there speaking ahead of their clash with Douglas in the Premier Senior Football Championship um, at Porky Cueve tomorrow. Uh, now we're going to hear from the Douglas camp and Douglas boss Ray Keating. I'm joined on the line by Douglas Senior Football Manager Ray Keating ahead of this weekend's final group round of the Premier Senior Football Championship. Ray, thanks for speaking with us. No bother at all. Uh, you need a win to get out of the group stages. You face Nemo Rangers, who will have high expectations of themselves as reigning champions. Who will be under more pressure heading into the game at Parky Cueve? Um, I'm not sure anyone's under more pressure, shall, shall we say. I mean, that's the beauty of this new system. You know, they have designed it in a way that, you know, every kick of the ball 
um, you know, makes a difference. So we're absolutely going out there to win. And, you know, you can be assured Nemo are going to um, be going out there to win as well. You know, big game in September in Parky Creeve. I think, it, you know, it, it's just one for, for everybody to enjoy. It's great to, to have the opportunity to go out there and, you know, really kind of put a stamp on things. Uh, Would or learn is a phrase we often hear in sport. Did the few weeks break help with analysing that previous loss to Valley Rovers and uh, kind of putting it to the backs of your minds maybe or, or using it as motivation? Yeah, I mean, the, the one of the biggest compliments I can say about the group that I'm involved with is they show incredible resilience and incredible determination. So, you know, quickly enough after losing that game, um, I think fellas were determined to put it right. Um, you know, reflecting on it, you could see that our first half performance in particular wasn't wasn't great. I thought we fought back really well. You know, a lot of teams um would have possibly thrown in the towel when they were when they were down and not playing well, but we came back and we got a couple of goals. So um I think, you know, as soon as the final whistle was over, fellas began to focus again really quickly um and just are determined to put it right and determined to get a win this weekend. I'd imagine there's a, a good buzz around the club after last week's win in the hurling championship. Would that positive energy carry over into the football squad? Yeah, definitely. Uh, hurlers had a brilliant win last week, um, and they had the type of win that you know was built on all the right things. It was just there was massive work rate from them, you know, right from the off. There was a there was a courage about them to go and win the game. Um, you know, they were hugely impressive, and we obviously have a number of fellas. Um, who'd be involved with the hurlers as well so they're coming back training football with a smile on their face and it absolutely you know between the the hurlers winning our miners pulled off a brilliant win against Ballincollig to qualify recently enough um, you know when a lot of people didn't fancy them to qualify after being out uh, losing in the first group game so um, you know a lot of positive things around the club at the moment and we definitely be looking to take that momentum into the weekend Well best of luck and uh, thanks for chatting with us No bother at all Aidan Douglas Boss Ray Keating there ahead of their game against Nemo tomorrow down in Porky Cueve as part of a busy, busy programme of games in the Premier Senior Football um, tomorrow at 2pm. They're all getting underway. We'll have reaction to that match, to uh, to all the matches we've discussed over the past kind of 20 minutes or so tomorrow on the Big Red Bench from 6pm here on Cork's Red FM. Now, uh, latest update from Talca Park. We're keeping a very, very close eye on that match for you here on the Big Red Bench this evening. Uh, it's live on the Watch LOI stream and we are watching it for you. Um, so, Shelburne still leading, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel bad that I have to keep saying this it's still one nil to Shelburne. Sixty-eight minutes on the clock there now. Shelburne won Cork City nil. Uh, Mark McNulty has kept Cork City in the game in the last few minutes. Uh, two saves from Kilduff to keep Cork City in the game, and hopefully Cork City can maybe go on and nick this. I don't know if this is me being the eternal optimist. It's like Cullum, um, you're, you're always so optimistic about these games when maybe you shouldn't be. But you know what? Uh, let's see how it pans out. Um, Twenty-two minutes left in that game at Talca Park. Shelburne won Cork City nil. We're going to turn our attentions to rugby now and uh, just like it's not a great day for Cork City it wasn't a great day for Munster last night in the rugby either uh, they were up against Leinster in the Pro 14 semi-final last night and although it was a low scoring game and in my opinion kind of a poor game and uh, neither side excelled really uh, Munster did lose out 13-3 to Leinster in that game last night Munster missed a couple of penalties through JJ Hanrahan um, in the second half as well when they could have um, kind of brought it a, a bit closer margin and maybe gone on to snatch something but they didn't and Leinster deserved winners overall for their performance losing uh, or winning 13-3 over Munster last night Afterwards, Munster boss Johan van Gran was speaking to Airsport, and this is his reaction to Munster's defeat last night. I'm disappointed. We were in it till the very end. 
thought we played very well the first 28 minutes, then had three negatives in a, in a row. They, they scored that try of them all. And then literally, um, you know, minutes 50 to 64, uh, you know, that, that penalty that was reversed and, you know, the two opportunities that we didn't take. And then, you know, the 77th minute, that, that mall in the corner. So a lot of uh, big moments in, in the game that didn't go away. It was a real, um, you know, uh, arm, arm wrestle between two quality sides. And, you know, congratulations to Leinster. They showed why they're the champions. As if there's plenty of debate with the Air Sport pundits at halftime regards that try, Johan. Do you agree with the final decision that was made? Yeah, we'll go and have a review of that and then just follow a normal process. Uh, the couple of seven-minute period where JJ missed a couple of penalties and then it comes down the other end and Johnny slots one over, how pivotal was that period to the end result? Oh, look, it's a semi-final. You've got to take your opportunities. Um, that ball scoreboard pressure, you know, maybe that becomes 10-9, but no, we we uh, take responsibility as a as a group, and uh, we've had a, a really good three weeks uh, having to come and play Leinster in the Aviva twice, and, and we ran them close. And you know, we came here to win tonight, but we came up short. And like I said, congratulations to Leinster that they're in another final. A very busy end to the season, of course, Johan. But now that you the season is, has come to an end, how do you reflect on it from a Munster perspective? Look, we've had a, a very very positive um, time in, in lockdown to to uh, know know exactly where we are going. Coaching groups in a in a very good space, and, and the playing group are in a in a fantastic space. Looking forward to to the future. And you now, uh, unfortunately, we, we've got to wait another year to get into a playoff game. So uh, we'll we'll take our time now. I think it, it's four weeks to uh, the start of the next season. And uh, like I said, incredibly disappointed. Uh, we we came here to to win tonight and. So we'll we'll have a look at ourselves and, and then start again. That is Munster boss Johan van Graan, his reaction to their defeat to Leinster in the Pro 14 semi-final last night. Leinster will play the winners of tonight's other semi-final next week as they march on to uh, try and win themselves yet another Pro 14 title. Now, um, just to update you on the Cork City game. Still in that match, it is Cork City losing, unfortunately, um, to um, Shelburne Cork City. Nil Shelburne won is how it stands. 71 minutes on the clock at Talca Park there. Just looking at the, the table, then that leaves Cork City rock bottom of the table still if they don't get a, a point or a win today um, it's Cork City on 7 points rock bottom Finn Harps will have a game in hand above them in ninth place uh, if they beat Sligo tomorrow they'll go 3 points clear of Cork City and then the rest of the, the league kind of pulling away from Cork City and City in major danger of relegation now if they don't get something out of this game they have to get something out of this game it's Shelburne 1 Cork City now about 20 minutes left for City to get something and uh, try and kind of push on their battle for survival in the League of Ireland Premier Division and hopefully they do because Cork City have never been relegated on the pitch before uh, in their history since 1984 so fingers crossed we can get a Cork City goal in the last 20 minutes of that game Shamrock Rovers top of the SSC Electricity League after their win over Bohemians tonight 26 points now after 10 games for Rovers and Bowles in second place there on 21 points right now we're going to take a break coming up though in just a second we're going to hear from Cove Ramblers things going a bit better for Cove Ramblers in recent weeks some good wins and another good win for them last night against Drogheda up in United Park up in County Louth uh, Stuart Ashton we're going to hear from him the Cove manager in just a few minutes as well and uh, all that plenty more to come including we're going to hear from Ireland manager Stephen Kenny after the start of a brand new era for the Irish football team it's all to come between now and 7 here on the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM The Big Red Bench Come on 
Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, it's Colm O'Sullivan with you on the Big Red Bench until 7 o'clock this evening on a busy weekend and a busy Saturday evening of sport. Cork City have just equalised in the SSE Airtricity League. I said I was being positive. I said it might come. And it has come. A goal from Deshaun Dawling just as we come back to air from the break. Uh, it's Cork City 1, Shelburne 1 in that game. Dawling getting the equaliser for City on 74 minutes. So that will be uh, a huge relief for Cork City fans listening this evening and a huge relief for manager Neil Fenn as well with Cork City deep in relegation trouble in the SSE Airtricity League. But that uh, that goal will, could be huge. I mean, it could be be a goal that will literally uh, keep them up in the, in the Premier Division this season. Um, let's have a look at the table. That would put Cork City uh, one point ahead of Finn Harps. Finn Harps still with a game in hand. Uh, put Cork City at a ninth place and mean they'd be three points behind um, Derry City and St. Pat's um, with a, with still eight games to play. But if, if they if they were to get a win, um, again, we would push them up further. So if there's still 15 minutes in that game to go and Cork City could possibly go on to get the victory but so could Shelburne. Let's see how it plays out over the next 15 minutes and we'll keep you bang up to date with the play-by-play of that game um, as it happens, all right? So speaking of football, we'll stick with football because Cove Ramblers have been on, on an impressive run in recent weeks, picked up some very nice wins over the last few weeks and another very impressive win on the road for Stuart Ashton's team last night. They defeated Drogheda United by a goal to nil up in United Park. Nathan Coleman with the winning goal in the second half. The result sees Cove Ramblers move up to sixth place in the first division three points off the playoff spots Ushin Langan was at the game for us and he spoke to Stuart Ashton afterwards Stuart Ashton Cove Ramblers manager you had lost seven times on the bounce against Strada. on the eight attempts you finally got the win in United Park how does that feel? Excellent delighted obviously as you say it's not a happy hunting ground for us we've had some experiences coming up here before um, off the field events with coaches etc no excuses for on the pitch obviously but again you know when we're coming here we know um, one of the better sides in our division and we know it's a tough task um, tonight I think we thoroughly deserved our win um, played some good stuff and when we got the goal, we knew then that um, they were going to come at us and throw everything at us. And I think we stayed organised and from man for man, we were we were excellent. I know it's easy to say now, but when Sean Barron saved that penalty, three games in, yet to concede a goal for you, by the way, in the league, I know he let two in, in the cup, yeah. but none of them were his fault. When he saved that penalty, did you think to yourself, you know, tonight could be one of those nights for us? Yeah, exactly. You know, when those things go your way, you're saying that, like, you know. Um, having said that, you know, we were disappointed with the penalty, the decision given. Obviously, one against you, you're, you're arguing your point. They were saying, yes, it was. We felt it was a harsh one, and we thought it was a just a just deserve. Um, and as you said, uh, when, when he saved that, and let's just say that's an excellent save. You know, it was a great penalty. He struck it well going towards the corner and he's made a fabulous save on that one um, and then you're saying have we got the bit of luck we deserve um, yes but as we said to the lads you've got to earn that and I think tonight we earned it because at times when we could we played good football we created a couple of chances we stuck the chance that we got the main one and as I said man for man we've worked our socks off and we've de- defended but not just defended we've been organised and we've we've kept them out 
how pleasing was that and how much of that goes down to the work that you've been doing the fact that after you got the goal and went 1-0 up Drogheda had the bulk of possession but never really looked like scoring as you say you defended but in a comfortable way yeah, and and as you say, it's it's the work that we're doing on the training ground. You know, um, obviously the table tells its own story. You know, before the lockdown, so to speak, we'd been playing okay and we were happy, but we were giving away silly things, and it cost us, and it, it's put us where we are in the table now. Obviously, after the lockdown, you know, we've been working on things. In fairness to the lads, they've done their bit over the lockdown and they've kept themselves fit. And when we've come back down, we've worked on the training ground. And that's our rewards tonight. And we've thoroughly earned it and deserved it. I know what your aim is, to try and get promotion, whether it's automatically or through the playoffs. Mm. So let's talk about what tonight result, tonight's result does for you. I don't just mean the three points. I mean in a psychological sense. To come to somewhere like Drahan and get a win, that gives you something more than three points, doesn't it? 100% you know and even last week's defeat you know um, okay everyone was saying Dundalk this that and the other Dundalk are Dundalk they've got the quality players and in patches the, we battled with them and we played football so that was the pleasing thing from last week and we had to carry that on you know we put that as a little blip so to speak um, um, what's the word for it you know uh, the cup was a, a distraction from the league and you know we've carried on where we were in the league from our two previous results from that so in the overall context of it you know we've, we've said it that you know it's, it's a marathon rather than a sprint and we've been building up to these performances the problem now and it's a good problem that we're playing well, the confidence is high, but can we, cons can we make that consistent? And that's now our aim, where we've got to go back to the training ground again now and make that so was, you know, we've got a short turnaround now for Monday and hopefully we can get something out of that as well and we see where it takes us. See where it takes them. Um, the next few games for Cove Ramblers will be big as they push for a playoff place to get promoted to the Premier Division of the SSE Airtricity League. And uh, they're doing pretty well. A nice run of games for them in the last few weeks and uh, culminating in that win, as I said, over um, Drogheda up in United Park last night. So well done to Cove Ramblers there. Still one all in the Cork City game. It is Shelburne 1, Cork City 1. The latest score in that match. Deshaun Dolling getting an equaliser for Cork City there. There's about 10 minutes left. Hopefully City can push on and get the win. They really need the win to uh, to push themselves up the table. But uh, they'll take the point, I'd imagine, after being 1-0 down at the same time as well. All right, uh, we're going to stick with football for the moment. And uh, uh, start of a new era for Irish football. And I was really excited about this during the week, you know. Uh, there's a lot of negativity around Irish football for many years. Um, through the Martin O'Neill and Roy Keane era, people didn't like the style of football. People didn't like a lot of what was going on on and off the pitch Mick McCarthy um, Mick McCarthy I think is a legend he's a likeable guy but his style of football again didn't appeal to a lot of people and everyone has placed their faith in Stephen Kenny that he's going to revolutionise Irish football with the kind of football that he's played throughout his managerial career at Dundalk he had great success at Dundalk obviously um, in European competition winning many leagues many FEI Cups great success at Bowes years ago he's been at Derry he's been at Shamrock Rovers and everywhere he's went he's had his teams playing excellent football and uh, that's what we hope to see. We saw glimpses of it against Bulgaria in the one-all draw on Friday night. Um, but they did still need a late Shane Duffy header 
to uh, get the uh, the point in the Nations League against Bulgaria tomorrow Ireland face Finland um, and hopefully we'll see more of that attacking football but Ireland did have something like 67% possession on Friday night against Bulgaria which was phenomenal for an Irish team away from home when it would always be 50% or less in uh, the, uh, for any Irish game I can remember so I mean that's definitely to Stephen Kenny's credit let's hear from the new Irish gaffer now Stephen Kenny uh, he was speaking to FAI TV yeah listen uh, certainly it was a match we'd like to win for sure I think um, there was a lot of good play in the game a lot of good attack and wing play uh, kept possession quite well we had several chances we just couldn't capitalise on the chances that we had but we also to be fair Bulgaria hit us on the break and they had a few chances as well so we knew because they beat the Czech Republic 1-0 here the way they played they're very very difficult to break down and they're a very good counter-attacking team so they um you know, certainly, considering it was such a late equaliser, you're hoping that it's a point gained. You know, I think uh, the part was great goal, Shane Duffy, absolutely terrific header, and Robbie Brady did brilliant for it, chase it down first of all, and then, and then delivery the corner kick. Um, you know, there's no way we deserve to lose the game, and uh, we're well capable of winning it. So, it's our first game after um, just three days training. So. Um, We'll have to quick turn around and get ready for Finland on Sunday. Very important we get ourselves ready for Finland. Like you said, there's only three days of training you've been able to put, implement, but there was already some fruits of that, some very good possession play. How happy were you with the, the way Ireland played on the ball? Listen, some good play, um, there's no doubt. Um, but room for improvement still, and uh, we'll work on that. Uh, you know, we don't have much time, but we've got to get ready for, for Sunday. It's a quick turnaround. We learned. Few, quite a few things tonight and uh, we hope we'll hope to improve and obviously it's a, like you say a quick turnaround what's the plan now with the with the Finland game coming up so, so shortly yeah like the, the players give everything tonight you know a lot of them have played a first league game yeah they're still in pre-season um, Bulgaria have well into their season have played eight games uh, already so I think um, we uh, we go back in the morning you know we go back in the morning we arrive tomorrow evening or tomorrow afternoon and uh, you know uh, train Saturday and play Sunday so it's a quick turnaround but that's we're not complaining that's that's it's a good opportunity we've got to get ourselves ready for Finland and um, and uh, it's it, we won't have a home support of course We'd, that's what you would want you'd want a home passionate support it was surreal here without support tonight it was you know that's my first game uh, with that and it was quite surreal um, so it's um, listen there was a lot of good points um, and, and some areas of improvement thank you very much Stephen thank you that is new Republic of Ireland manager Stephen Kenny there speaking to FAI TV looking ahead obviously to the Finland game in the Nations League tomorrow and all eyes really on next month's playoff game for Euro 2021 or they're, I think they're still going to call it Euro 2020 are they? <laughs> I think they've done all the branding and the marketing as Euro 2020 even though it's now going to be on in summer 2021 um, so I don't know how that's going to work out or what they're actually going to call it but for the Euros and um, the playoff is on against Slovakia next month um, so hopefully uh, that'll be that'll really be Stephen Kenny's first big test I mean the Nations League they are competitive games they're not friendlies but 
people don't really care about them too much and they don't matter too much um, so you'd like to see a win against Finland tomorrow but more importantly you'd like to see a good performance and a bit of confidence instilled into the Irish players ahead of the playoffs next month against Slovakia so um, we're going to hear now as well from actually just to give you a score update before we do um, in the uh, Nations League speaking of that League A Group 2 England in action and England are winning um, they've just got a late goal it looked like they were heading for a nil-all draw against Iceland you remember England's history with Iceland <laughs> not great in recent years and uh, they have just got a, a late what looks like it'll be a winner now because it's in the 92nd minute and uh, deep into injury time Raheem Sterling has scored a penalty for England to make it an England 1 Iceland nil in the Nations League so um looks like England are going to get the victory in that game it was a late goal for Ireland the other night as well and it was Shane Duffy the man who got the late goal and uh, we're going to hear from him now he got a bullet of a header um, uh, in the last minute of the game um, in Bulgaria on Friday as well so let's hear from Shane Duffy last minute equaliser from yourself what's some of your feelings to that game? Uh, I don't know disappointment probably um, we know it's realistic it's most of our lads first games and a couple of days under the new manager trying to get used to it um, a bit of sloppy moments for the goal personally for myself as well but um, yeah the positives probably never give up attitude and, and go on to the end and, and even when we equalised we tried to win it as well so yeah but it's important we didn't lose it but it's a lot to improve only a few days of training under your belt with the new manager, of course, but there were positive signs. They were really nice play in, in certain parts. Yeah, we did. We had, we had most of the possession, I reckon, in most of the game. But um, it was they were dangerous when we were sloppy and, and give it away in big spaces and when they punished us. But um, yeah, as I said, back we've only had a couple of days training and it was, it was like a pre-season game for most of us. We haven't had many games and, and straight into international international game, so it was tough on some of the lads and. Personally, I haven't played in a long time, so it was tough. And we've got to keep going, recovering, and now try and get the three points on Sunday. It's been a big week for you, and let's just focus on the goal. Yeah, another international goal for you. This is—it's quite a fantastic record so far. Yeah, it was—it was nice to get it, but I'd rather play better, <laughs> to be honest. But um, yeah, it was nice to uh, fancy myself every game they, if the delivery is right, and I had a few chances tonight. But uh, I know Braids is when it came on, I know I'm going to get a chance with him and. He's got a wonderful left foot and we grew up playing to each other and, and he knows where I like it and he stuck it on my head and I'll put it on. Thank you, Shane. Thank you. That is Shane Duffy, the early goal scorer on Friday night, um, getting a, a nice header actually at the end of the game and um, well deserved um, point for Ireland. I think in the Nations League the other night they uh, they really deserved it. Um, a nice performance from Ireland and uh, a little bit of positivity at the start of the Stephen Kenny era. They didn't get the win, but hopefully they can get the win tomorrow against Finland. And we'll have uh, that game actually will be ongoing while we have the big red bench on air tomorrow evening. So we'll keep you up to date on that here in Cork's Red FM as well. Uh, just update you in Talk Park into the ninetieth minute in Tocca Park now and it is Shelburne 1 Cork City 1 it looks like Cork City are going to get a point out of this game having uh, been 1-0 down for a lot of it thanks to an early goal from Shelburne so Shelburne 1 Cork City 1 is how it stands there and uh, Deshaun Dawling getting that equaliser for Cork City uh, briefly going to turn our attentions to Gaelic Games now uh, just very briefly again because there was action today in the uh, Cork LGFA the Ladies Football um, Intermediate Football Championship County Final uh, it was on a kill Michael and it was Glanmire Ladies up against Clonic Kilty today and uh, the final score Clonic Kilty 2-8 Glanmire 
11 points so a uh, victory there for Clonakilty Joe McCarthy was there for us and uh, he caught up with Clonakilty's Martina O'Brien at full time Martina O'Brien you've had many great days in your long distinguished careers where does this rank with Clonakilty winning the intermediate to become a senior football club um, I'm breathless now I'm playing goals and here I am and I can't breathe but uh, to be honest coming into the season I couldn't imagine us like you know putting enough together to even get to a county semi-final we actually proved ourselves wrong went out applied ourselves and this is what you get get a group to get your girls together who are willing to do a job and there you see the hard work in the end but um, honestly I'm coming to the end of my career now I've won a couple of county medals I won a junior never got to an intermediate because the grade actually was never there for us and now we're playing senior again so it was like even a couple of years back when we actually dropped intermediate it was very it was hard because he wanted to play senior football but we're back there now you know and we have a lot of very very good young girls coming up those 16 year olds Orla DC to score penalty like ridiculous excellent everyone came together and look we'll enjoy it we'll think about next year next year Martino O'Brien of Clonakilty speaking to Ger McCarthy for the Big Red Bench down in Kilmichael today after Clonakilty's 2-8 to 11 points victory in the uh, the county final of the ladies football there today. Um, so uh, well done to all involved in Clonakilty. Uh, just um, very, very deep into injury time now in Talca Park. Cork City in action against Shelburne is still one all in that game. 93 minutes on the clock there. Now we'll get you a full-time score for that in just a few minutes, but it's looking like it is going to finish as a one-all draw. Very briefly, we're going to play some of this because 30 years ago this week marked the first part of Cork's historic double um, on the 2nd of September 1990 30 years ago uh, the Rebel Hurlers defeated Galway in an epic encounter in Croke Park scoring 4 goals in the second half to run out 5.15 to 2.21 winners over Galway 2 weeks later the footballers completed the double Larry Tompkins was the man lifting the Sam Maguire as they defeated Meath 11 points to 9 that day uh, Cork journalist and editor of the 42.ie Adrian Russell he wrote um, the double how Cork made GAA history. It was a book on that historic summer and Rory spoke to him about the Rebels' sensational achievement and we'll hear uh, briefly now some of that chat with Adrian and the rest of it on the show tomorrow. Right, we're joined in the studio by Adrian Russell, author of The Double, How Cork Made GAA History. Adrian, you're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench first off. Thanks, lad. Um, tell us, well, first question, um, why write the book? I mean, like, um, where did the inspiration for it come, I suppose? Uh, I suppose there's a few reasons. The first is that it's the kind of book I like to, to read myself you know, as the um, you know the, the kind of concept type book where you know someone goes and kind of tells the story of a group of people rather than that has been a lot of ghosts it's autobiographies yeah. which are excellent in the past few years but for me to kind of get my teeth into something I thought I, I'd like to do something like that then you're looking at the next question is what would you want to write and I thought all the ingredients were here for this you know um, an amazing achievement which hadn't necessarily got the I felt recognition it might otherwise deserve and then the characters you know it's all there like the you know the father Brian um, Billy Morgan are the two kind of pillars in the two stories you're trying to thread those together and then the players are obviously you know, massive personalities like Larry Tompkins, Tomas Wakahi, Teddy McCarthy, John Fitzgibbon, you know, and then all the staff, Dr. Khan, uh, John Cronin, people like that. Um, and then I think there's a real uh, sense, I don't know why at the moment, kind of a uh, nostalgia for that period of time. You know, Amy Lawrence has the 89 Arsenal book out at the moment. Um, and 
I think there's a lot of projects, you know, the Maradona film for you not to compare myself with, <laughs> with those big projects, but, um, you know, so, so that, that was it. I thought, you know, if, if I could pull this off, there's the, all, all the ingredients are there to, to yeah. do a good job on this. Because it seems so obvious to do a book about, like, such an incredible achievement, yet there hasn't really been one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it seems so obvious now that it's out and it's published and I'm holding it in my hands like yeah and there's been books for, for less achievements and um, I don't know is it the Cork thing you know <laughs> I'm not just saying this because I'm on Red FM today but um, maybe there's a reluctance you know outside the county to and people make the point in the book to give this to um, did you I suppose respect that it deserves and, and maybe um, you know if the footballers came along and the hurlers didn't pull off a kind of once in a Blue Moon or that's not a, the way to put it put a, a from nowhere kind of win I yeah. suppose which they did they came from nowhere um, maybe the footballers would have a book you know that kind of back to back thing that wasn't repeated until I suppose Kerry 10 years ago um, so that was an amazing achievement in itself the footballers and I, as I got stuck into it I was like there is a book in the footballers because <laughs> uh, they were such a great group of people um, and so yeah I don't know why like, and the, the 25 year thing kind of came and went and um it kind of occurred to me that you know someone should do this, and you know there's that kind of imposter syndrome that maybe someone you know a GA writer. I'm the editor of a website, basically. But I don't. I'm not out there every day covering GA um, events, like so. Maybe somebody else should do it. But ultimately, I just decided to to go with it and see if people would kind of answer my calls. And and here we are. Yeah, um, there's over 30 chapters Adrian, as well. Like it must have taken serious amount of time to put together, and the amount of people you had to interview. Yeah, um, it, it, it took 12 months to kind of write the first draft, if you know what I mean, and then another six months to kind of turn into English, as my former editor would have said to me. Um, so yeah, there's I think up to, f- I don't know, what was it, 40 or 30 odd in- interviews anyway, like, so I don't think anybody can <laughs> say I didn't do the, the work, but there was a lot of scope then, I suppose, for people kind of saying, oh, it didn't happen like that, or that's not my memory, which is fair enough, but I tried to lay it all out as people remember it. Um, but, and then as well as that, there was... Um, the newspaper research and uh, going back through old interviews and secondary research, I suppose you'd call it. But, uh, you know, I work in Dublin with the 42 and I live in Cork, so I'm up and down on the train, mm. you know, most days. So, you know, it was kind of a joy, really, to kind of get on. I used to get your head into whatever bit of work you're doing that day and you look up and you're in, you know, Limerick Junction or whatever. So, it kind of passed the time. And it was kind of cool, actually, kind of go up and, up and down on the rail, um, the same tracks that they kind of went up and down to, to make history, I suppose. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of work in it, but it was very enjoyable. And um, the other thing was the, you know, the the cups of coffee that I had with you know people from McCroom to Bantry to all around the place and the players were unbelievably generous with their time for some that is Adrian Russell of the 42.ie uh, he wrote the book The Double How Cork Made GAA History a book on that historic summer the Cork Double uh, the football and the hurling all Ireland's in 1990 uh, I remember as, as a tiny young fella uh, getting a poster of that <laughs> years ago and I didn't really know what was going on at the time but uh, yeah it was, it was uh, really really historic and it hasn't been done uh, since so absolutely fantastic uh, we'll play the, the rest of that interview there's more on that um, on the Big Red Bench with Rory here tomorrow evening on Cork's Red FM. That is us almost out of time just to, uh, to update you. It's finished at Talca Park. Cork City have got a point in the League of Ireland. It's Shelburne 1, Cork City 1 at full time. Deshaun Dalling getting an equaliser for Cork City on 74 minutes after Dale Rooney had given Shelburne an early lead on 4 minutes and that is a valuable point for Cork City. They may have needed 3 but a valuable point for Cork City. It takes them off the bottom of the table, moves them a point ahead of Finn Harps. They are now in ninth place there and um, out of the automatic relegation places at least for now 
Van Harps do have a game in hand against Sligo tomorrow so we'll all be Sligo fans tomorrow I'd say and myself and Stevie G will certainly be cheering on Sligo against Finn Harps tomorrow thanks for joining us on this show tonight enjoy the rest of your Saturday evening I'll chat to you on air tomorrow afternoon from 2pm Rory will be on the bench tomorrow evening from 6 and have a great Saturday night Mr Stevie G he's got the tunes lined up in studio next door to me and he's ready to go Missed the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red FM